welcome to anyone that's new. Um, this is a, a Holy Ghost meeting, and what I wanted to talk about is uh, don't miss this opportunity. Um, I just you get uh, bits and pieces um, emailed to you, and uh, you get some funny, big missed opportunity things that you uh, that you read about, and it's sort of um, when I when I was reading through these these things, I was um, just thinking how many people come to a Holy Ghost meeting. And uh, they hear about signs, wonders, and miracles. They hear about um, the, what's going to happen in, in this earth uh, on, on this uh, Jesus Christ coming back and, and all these things. And then they walk away and you're thinking, um, you know, it's, it's just a missed opportunity. And, and when you come to a meeting like this, um, if you, uh, you know, just listen to the things that are presented, um, you have an opportunity to change your life. Your life can be changed, just like uh, we heard testified today, that uh, if you give the Lord just a little bit of an opening, um, He can do uh, so much in your life and give you eternal life. So just um, if you want to open to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, just want to start here in verse 2. But just a way of definition, opportunity is a time or a set of circumstances that makes it possible to do something. That's what the dictionary says. And uh, we know this famous quote, opportunity knocks but once. Sometimes there's this, you know, small opportunity in your life. I, um, uh, at the Vogue just recently, I was just talking about my, my rugby life before I came to the Lord. And uh, I used to play as a, a prop, so a, a front rower. So you would, you would, you play a whole game and people wouldn't even know you're on the field because, you know, you're sort of pushing and you're on the bottom of uh, a big uh, group of people there and you, you sort of get off and, and uh, oh, were you on the, on the field? Didn't see you. But I had this um, opportunity once where uh, the ball was, was passed to me and I found myself running and about to score a try because props, they never score tries. We're not even allowed to kick it. Well, and the longest pass we could pass is like half a meter. So I found myself, you know, in the spotlight, the glory, and I get over the over the line and I drop the ball. Now in in, in gridiron, if it was if it was gridiron, you'd still you know score a touchdown. But in rugby, you got to like sort of place it down, and uh, the opportunity was lost. The only uh, time I ever had an opportunity to score a try in a, in a high, and it was all gone. Um, so, you know, the, these things uh, sort of come past in your life and, and you want to grab hold of, of uh, opportunities that the Lord gives you. Just quote a couple of things here. Um, maybe some of you have, uh, this is the email I got. Uh, I'll quote it and, and guess uh, who, this, who this is talking about. Uh, we don't like their sound and guitar music is on the way out. Is anyone? The Beatles, yeah. So that, that's the Beatles being rejected by every UK music um, label in 1961. You know, just uh, people not, not picking up uh, the opportunity there. Another um, quote I saw there, uh, everything that can be invented has been invented. And that was the commissioner of the US Office of Patents in 1899. All right. So in, in, in his world, uh, everything's been invented and there's, there's nothing more. And you just, you just read these things and we laugh, don't we? Because if people can get it so wrong, uh, with opportunities that come up, this is another real famous one. It's, um, uh, I think there is a world market for maybe five computers. Okay. Uh, 
That's Thomas Watson, chairman of IBM in 1943. Uh, he's just like looking at it, he's going, well, you know, if we make five computers, that's, you know, that, that's about it. And we look at it now and it's just foolishness and these opportunities that just, uh, you know, uh, pass us by. But here in, um, uh, the Lord talking to the saints here in Corinth, uh, and in just, just this verse here, and he, uh, for he saith, I've heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Uh, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And, uh, here the Lord is uh, saying that, uh, uh, this word, uh, succored or it's, it's an old, it's helped or rescued. He's, the Lord, He set a time, and this is, this is the Lord's time, um, to help us, to, to rescue us, to give us a, another direction. And it's something that, um, we want to take hold of. It's something that, uh, you don't want to miss out. And that's why we're here to encourage each other. Oh, we come, we come here and we're, we're here to support each other and, and encourage each other that we need to make it with the Lord and we do not want to miss out, uh, with the Lord and, and this opportunity. And just want to quote in, uh, Jeremiah and uh, Jeremiah had a hard life and he, he was out there telling the children of Israel, you've got a wonderful opportunity. You've got a God that loves you, a God that can look after you. But, uh, the people just rejected, um, uh, his words. And, uh, Jeremiah in, um, chapter eight, verse 20, he said, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. It's just, you know, you don't want to be, uh, in that position. Uh, and the Lord is, uh, is available, uh, to change your life. We'll go to uh, Genesis chapter six. And in verse nine, we're going to look at the example of Noah. And uh, we're having don't knock Noah at the Vogue on Saturday. So it's a very, uh, it's a very famous uh, story in our fellowship. Um, another thing with Don't Knock Noah, we're having, um, uh, in the car park, in the southern car park, Audrey, uh, Kevin and Tina's, um, coffee, uh, uh, caravan there. So we're going to set that up, uh, before, uh, the play. So if you want to come a little bit earlier, it'll be set up from 5.30 onwards. So to join in, uh, with us there. Uh, and uh, just want to pick up uh, in verse 9 and ha- having a look at, at Noah and looking at this story and looking at um, the attitude in the world today that we know that the Bible gives us these types so that we can apply it in our lives. And we know that uh, most of the world today uh, think we're crazy, basically. You know, they do not understand that uh, we've taken this opportunity to walk with the Lord and they're going as if the Lord's coming back, as if the world is ending. We're going to work it out. You know, we've got the technology to deal with any uh, problem that comes up. But uh, as we just heard testified, uh, Sister Teresa, she was talking about, um, she was talking about finding the truth and how the Lord had just set her free. And she changed a totally different direction uh, to what the world's going. And we know that the majority of the world um, is like what is described here, uh, uh, in the days of Noah. So verse 9 it says, and these are the generations of, of Noah. Noah was a just and a perfect, and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And the earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. 
And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted uh, his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them uh, with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood, room shall thou make uh, in the ark, and thou sh- shall pitch uh, within, and pitch without, I won't break into song, but you'll, you'll see it on Saturday. And this is a fashion uh, where you'll, you'll make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth 50 cubits, the height 30 cubits, uh, and a window shall thou make in the ark, and in the cubit shall thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shall thou set it aside thereof, uh, a lower and second and third story shall thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. Okay, so we've got, we've got that situation for the earth. The Lord has now passed judgment and said, this is what's going to happen. But here in verse 18, but with thee will I establish my covenant and thou shalt come into the ark and thy sons and thy wives with thy son and thy son's wives with thee. So the Lord's saying, the whole world is going in this direction. I have passed judgment on this world, but Noah, you've got an opportunity now to go a totally different direction. You've got an opportunity to turn from death here in this, in this, uh, uh, situation here and turn to eternal life. Uh, and if you go down to verse 22. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. And that is how easy it is to change direction uh, with the Lord. And that, and that opportunity is here. That um, you've got all these complicated situations here. The Lord has actually looked at the earth and, he, and he's looked at the people's circumstance and he's made judgment. But we don't need to get involved in all of that. All we need to do is, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord's saying, well, there's opportunity for you to escape. All I want you to do is just follow the instructions that I've given you. And, folks, that's what we've done. Uh, the gospel was presented to us, and we and we followed it. I remember um, uh, when I came to the Lord, and uh, it was just all so simple for me, and, and the Lord was gracious, and he sort of... Um, uh, was just guiding me, just like uh, our sister was, was talking. The Lord just took me by the hand. And, and uh, that night that I left the nightclub, I was just calling out to the Lord. Um, didn't even believe that I was, I didn't even believe in God. And at that stage, I was brought up uh, a Catholic. But uh, after I left school, uh, I really struggled with my faith. But then one particular night, I called out to the Lord. And I just knew within that I made contact with God. And I had this expectation that something was going to happen after that, that night. Three days later, complete stranger comes up to me at the gym of, of all places, just like a, a normal, you know, sort of, uh, week, week night. And this massive opportunity, uh, was presented to me. He came up to me and he revealed the things that I was talking to God about on Saturday night. And I recognized that it was so special. That was, you know, this is it. This is the opportunity. This is what uh, I've been um, calling out to the Lord for. And 
he simply invited, he said, you've got to come to the Vogue Theatre. There you'll hear how, how God changes people's lives. And I went. And, uh, you know, exactly like a meeting we, we're, we're running right now, hearing people's before and after, you know, the Lord changing people's lives, the opportunity to get baptized. I was baptized that first meeting. I, um, totally repented of my life. I was, that, that was over. You know, I was just, I was sick of my life. It was just, it was just vain. You know, I had no answers for anything. And then come into a Holy Ghost meeting and it was just like coming into light. It was just huge opportunity there in front of me. And, uh, yeah, I, I took it with both hands. I got baptized. I received the Holy Spirit, spoke out in tongues, uh, moments after my baptism and my life has, uh, completely changed and I've seen Hundreds of others' lives change, and yet we we grow in the Lord together, don't we? And we share um, the victories that we have, and it encourages us all. And it's all bound uh, with this: that uh, God is inviting us to just walk with Him and and follow uh, in His instructions. We'll go to um, Proverbs chapter one and verse twenty-four. So it's always good to recognise on missed opportunities because that can help you with um, not missing out yourself. Uh, and here in Proverbs uh, chapter 1 verse 24, it, it's um, on the top top page of my Bible on the title, it says, uh, the call of wisdom uh, is the title. We'll just read it together now, verse 24. Because I've called you and you've refused, I've stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but you have said it nor all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamity and I will mock uh, when your fear comes. When your fear comes as desolation and your desolation comes as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish uh, comes upon you, then shall they call on me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but uh, they shall find, uh, they shall uh, not find me. For they that hate knowledge, they that hated knowledge and, uh, and did not choose to fear the Lord, yet, uh, would none of my counsel, uh, and would do none of my counsel, they despise all my reproof. Therefore shall they, they eat of the, um, the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whosoever hearkens unto me, shall dwell safely and shall uh, be quiet from the fear of evil. Pretty incredible there. You've got the two contrasts. You know, the Lord starts off and he's going, I'm stretching out my hand and I'm giving you every opportunity um, to to find out what I want from you. And the Lord has, he's recorded, he's given us his word here. This is recorded for us. Um, it's It's the most... Easiest uh, book to to get now. You can get it on on app on an app. You can download it on your on your PC. You can you can go in uh, and uh, and buy it uh, from from lots and lots of places. And the Lord say, I'm stretching out my hand, and I've given you everything you need um, to change your life, to change direction, because calamity is coming, problems are coming, and you won't have a solution if you haven't got me in your life. And, uh, and it's something that we've got to recognize too, that as things get complicated in this life and as things get thrown to us, we've just got to simply follow the Lord and put the Lord first. And, uh, we won't miss an opportunity. 
we, we won't have doors closed in our lives. We'll just uh, uh, keep on overcoming and, and keep on growing in the Lord. Uh, we'll go to Luke chapter 4 and, uh, and verse 14. Here in Luke chapter 4, uh, this is when Jesus um, begins his ministry and there's lots of momentum, there's lots of excitement. Uh, these people have been under religious law for, uh, for years and uh, the Lord hadn't been doing any signs, wonders and miracles. It was just tradition and, um, uh, and just this, this hard life. But then John the Baptist comes on the scene and he starts preaching different things. He starts preaching there's an alternative to this life. All you need to do is repent and, uh, and there's, there'll be opportunities opened up. He talked to us about Jesus Christ coming soon. And uh, here uh, we read about the Lord coming. And in verse 14 and 15 we'll read, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout the region around about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. So this is a momentum. You know, this is a, a miracles, testimony of God working in people's lives, uh, this opportunity of change coming through. Uh, and you can just imagine uh, what, it, what it would have been like uh, just around all those uh, towns around um, Galilee there and uh, just having all these all these miracles. And Jesus, in verse 16, he comes into his hometown and uh, he goes into the synagogue to read. And uh, verse 16, it says he, he, he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him uh, the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book and found the place uh, where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down, and the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. You could just feel what it, would, what it was like there. And he began to um, say unto them, this day, uh, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And they all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, uh, is not this Joseph's son? All right. This is the most incredible words uttered and, and by the son of God coming through, he's opening massive opportunity to these people. Their response is, as they're hearing these gracious words, their response is, isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't, it, isn't this guy the carpenter that we grew up with? And they're sort of like closing that opportunity down. And it's natural thinking. It's your natural mind, folks. That's what closes opportunities with the Lord. Here, um, what the Lord was talking about, and just to spell it out to him, he's going, this scripture here is not prophecy. It's now reality. It's being fulfilled in your ears. It's time to get excited. What you've been hearing in other towns, that, that momentum you've been hearing about is true. It's available to you. Here's the opportunity, but it's natural, uh, it's natural thinking. Uh, and, um, you, you can just see how the Lord, uh, instructs them afterwards. He knows what they're thinking. In verse 23, 
And he said unto them, uh, you will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself, and whatsoever um, thou hast done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. Uh, and he said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accept, accepted in his own country. And Jesus is saying here, change your thinking because um, God is working here and if you keep on thinking naturally, you're going to miss this opportunity. And we know that... Um, it wasn't good for these people here. Uh, and then the Lord goes and reminds them. He says, uh, take example of people that have missed opportunities in the past. And verse 25, it says, I'll tell you the truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months um, uh, when the great famine was throughout the land. But unto none of them was uh, Elijah sent save Sarepta, a city of Zidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel at the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them were cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. Okay, so you've got Jesus saying, you've got to learn from from history. You know, there was there was lots of problems in Israel, but there was no faith in Israel, so the Lord healed people that are outside of Israel. Um, you've missed opportunities before, and here I am. You, you don't need to miss this. You you just need to listen to what I've got uh, for you. So um, in verse 28, we see the reaction of these people. And all they were in the synagogue, when they heard these things, they were filled with wrath. That's, that's strange. Uh, and they rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him unto the brow of the hill whereupon the city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. But he, passing through the midst of them, went his way. What, you know, you're, you're reading this and you go, what are these people doing? The Lord has just given them, uh, the most incredible opportunity. What we're going to do with this guy is we're going to pick him up and we're going to throw him off the cliff. And you think, you know, you read this, us that have fallen in love with the Lord, being born again by the Spirit of God, are looking at scriptures like this and going, I'm learning from this and I'm hanging on to the Lord. I'm going to stay with the Lord. Uh, the rest of my life, no matter what happens. And, and folks, that's what the Lord wants us to take hold, uh, uh, take from these scriptures here. He wants us to look at past results and go, I'm not doing that. I'm going to hang on to the Lord. And it's only natural thinking that, that robs us. Natural thinking closes doors. Natural thinking, uh, is, is the, is the enemy. You read Romans 8, you know, it's, uh, um, you, you can't tame the mind. The mind uh, uh, is an enemy of God. You need the Holy Spirit to overcome your, your natural mind, and uh, and that's available uh, for you today. We'll go to um, we'll go to Mark chapter five, and let's look at some people that took the opportunity. Because when you read about these examples, they're so exciting. Because we can say you can you can picture yourself um, uh, having these victories in your life. So Mark chapter 5 and verse 21. Uh, this is an action-packed uh, um, uh, chapter here. Uh, verse 21, when Jesus passed over again uh, by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And, uh, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she uh, may be healed, and she shall live. 
And Jesus went with him, and much people uh, followed him and thronged him. Okay, it's very interesting. You've got these few verses here, and you can get a lot from these verses that uh, this ruler of the synagogue uh, was a bit different to the rule of the synagogue that we read uh, earlier, Nazareth. There was a different different group here. Uh, one group wanted to throw him off the cliff, but here um, is a ruler waiting for Jesus. He's waiting for the opportunity. He's heard about the miracles. Of course he's heard about the miracles. He's actually got a problem that uh, no one can fix except the Son of God. And so he was waiting at the shore of the sea there, waiting for the opportunity for something to change in his life. Sees Jesus and says, Lord, you've got to come with me. My daughter is dying. And uh, that is faith, isn't it? That's waiting for the Lord's opportunity. That's believing uh, the testimonies. And uh, that's what motivated him here. Um, and he was telling the Lord what he's, he's able to do because of his belief. He was saying, well, Lord, you're the son of God. You can heal my daughter. You can perform miracles. And so as Jesus is uh, following uh, him there, we have another famous story. We have uh, the woman that um, had the issue of blood. We'll just go here to verse 25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years uh, and suffered many things of many physicians and spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. For he, for she said, if I, if I may uh, touch Buddy's clothes, I shall be whole. And straight away uh, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, uh, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and, uh, and and you're saying, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and behold of thy plague. Just uh, again, another example here that we can apply in our lives that this woman she had this plague for 12 years that's a very long time um but it was a what works is she saw that jesus was coming she didn't know how long he was staying for she didn't know where he was going she just picked up that opportunity didn't she jesus is walking by i can't even have a conversation with him but all I need to do, uh, I believe in everything that he stands for. I believe in his name. I believe in his power. I believe he's the son of God. I'm going to touch him and I'm going to have this, this miracle in my life because I believe in him. And, um, the, the story is incredible. And, and, and folks, this is, this is something to remind us that, um, maybe we've had something in our lives that, um, had been going on for years. That we can, we've got an opportunity today to ask the Lord to, to deal with it. Um, it's not over. There's, that opportunity is always available for us to have our victories. And this is how it works. If we have faith in the Lord, um, the Lord answers our prayers. It, it's, it's what, it's what the Lord has, has promised us. And that's what's happened to this woman. Going back, um, 
uh, to the ruler's uh, daughter here in verse 35. And while he yet spake, there came um, from the ruler, ruler of the synagogue's uh, house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead, uh, why uh, trouble thou the master any further? Okay, so here comes these people and and rightfully so, they, they sort of, oh, the opportunity's passed, your, your daughter's died, the, the door is now closed, uh, there's there's no room for the Lord to work here. And um, and as soon as Jesus heard these words that were spoken, um, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. So you've got natural thinking coming in, closing the opportunity, um, you know, sort of a dead end from here. When Jesus heard that, he opens the door again. He says, all you need to do is believe. I'm here. Uh, you don't need to be afraid. And um, uh, and we'll go to verse 36. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the, the tumor and uh, them that were that wept uh, and uh, wailed greatly. Um, not a good scene here. And when he was come in, he saith unto him, uh, why make this, uh, why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. Uh, but when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entered in to where the damsel was, was laying. So he walks into this situation and these people are upset. And there's this wailing going on, this carry on. And again, you know, sort of door being closed. There's nothing that can happen here. Jesus goes on and tells them that I'm here and I can change the circumstance. They start laughing at him. Then Jesus said, well, put the unbelief aside. Mum and dad and the disciples come in and let's, let's, uh, let's see this opportunity. Let's let's see what I can do in this uh, uh, in this moment. Verse forty-one. And he took the damsel by the hand, and uh, and said unto unto her, Talitha kumai, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was the age of twelve years. And they were astonished with great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded that uh, something should be given to her to eat. What an amazing story. You know, uh, picture yourself, uh, mum and dad coming in. All this bad news, um, is, is coming in and, but then Jesus was alongside of them and Jesus guided them through the whole situation. They believed in him and everything that the, the Lord asked of them, they did. Uh, they could have easily saved face and, and gone out with the unbelief and said to the Lord, no, you know, this can't happen. But they went with the Lord. They trusted him. And look at the result. Their, their little daughter was, uh, was raised from the dead. And, uh, it's, it's just a, a wonderful encouragement for us that, uh, uh, all we need to do is just see the Lord in every situation. And we'll go to John chapter three. John chapter three is a very, um, famous chapter in our fellowship. Because it talks about being born again, and it talks about uh, the opportunity for eternal life. And uh, praise the Lord, uh, most of us in this room have uh, taken this opportunity. And uh, if you haven't been born again, listen to the things that Nicodemus is. This is the most incredible conversation that is recorded for us. Um, a ruler 
of the Jews, Nicodemus is having a conversation with the Son of God, and it's recorded for us. So it's really, really important that we understand and see uh, the opportunity. Here in, in verse 1 we read, there was a, a, Phar- a, a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. He recognized that. He, he saw that, um, you know, you, you're not really, uh, honest to yourself if you're not picking up on, on what is going on here. There is miracles happening. This man was a religious man. He knew what he was teaching. He saw Jesus. He's seeing people or hearing people being raised from the dead. He's, he's seeing these miracles and he's saying, I need to speak to him. I, I can't miss this opportunity. And praise the Lord. Uh, he didn't. Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Okay, so here uh, Nicodemus is coming to him. Jesus is now opening doors. He's opening opportunities. He's saying, um, We're not here to talk about religious things. We're here to talk about the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you where all these miracles are coming from. The power that you're recognizing that's coming from the kingdom of God, and I'm here to tell you that you have an opportunity to be part of it all. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be and be born? So Nicodemus, with his natural mind, closes the door, just like the others. In his natural mind, Lord's opening these doors and saying, There's a wonderful opportunity into the kingdom of God. Our natural mind closes the door. What are, we, what are you talking about, Lord? Um, I'm a grown man. Can I, uh, can I go back to my mother? Uh, just this whole natural thinking. Jesus, uh, verse 5, said, Verily, very I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. And he goes on to describe what it is, uh, the, the sign of being born again. The wind or the, or the spirit blows where, where it listeth, where it chooses, and you hear the sound thereof, but you cannot tell where it comes and where it goes. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Here it is. Nicodemus, in his natural, uh, thinking, um, tries to close the door and the Lord opens it up again and says, it's available to you, Nicodemus. You need to be born from above. Uh, you'll know exactly when you're, when you've uh, taken the opportunity, because you'll speak in tongues. You'll hear the voice of the Spirit. You'll, you'll have God dwelling within you. You'll have uh, a life-changing experience. You'll start to think differently. You start to operate differently. The Word of God becomes alive to you. You start following the Word of God. You know, I remember when I first came here, I got baptized on Sunday. And then the brother that brought me to the meeting goes, I oh, will see you Tuesday night. I was thinking, what? You know, I thought, I thought I'm back at Christmas or whatever, you know, what I was used to. Um, but he, he was just saying, here you, here you are. Here's, there's the opportunity. The Lord's just filled you with the spirit. Here's the opportunity to walk in the spirit. Here's the opportunity to get involved with what, what God's doing, uh, uh, with the people in your area. And, uh, and that's what the Lord is saying here. Uh, verse 9, Nicodemus, after the Lord reveals all this, closes the door with his, he goes, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, how can these things be? 
And Jesus, he answered and said, Thou art a master of Israel, and you know not these things. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that that we do know and testify that we uh, uh, that we have, have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I've told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? He say, was saying to Nicodemus, if you're closing the door on the simple um, basic steps to get into the kingdom of God, you're going to miss out on so much. You're going to miss out on everything that I've got for you. There's so much that I've got in store for you. But if you don't, if you don't listen or allow the word of God to, to come in, you're going to miss out. And, uh, um, uh, he goes on. The Lord talks about what we're going to remember that, uh, in verse 14, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even, um, so must the son of man be lifted up that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The Lord's saying, that's the opportunity for you. I'm going to give my life to open the door. I'm going to give my life for you to have eternal life, for you to be part uh, of this amazing plan where you'll rule and reign uh, with, with Jesus Christ, with me on this earth. Uh, let's, let's finish in, um, we'll go to Ephesians chapter We've got Ephesians chapter 2. So here um, in Ephesians, uh, 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 Paul's just uh, p- uh, talking about these uh, these points that are in our lives, talking about where we were and where we are now, and that uh, we don't want to miss out on the Lord. And he's reminding us again that uh, the prize is, is too, the glory of God is just too amazing to miss out on. And uh, verse 1, it, it talks here, and you have he quickened who were dead in trespass and sins, wherein in times past you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So it's always important to remember um, where we would have been if we hadn't taken the opportunity with the Lord. And it wasn't looking good here, what's being described. Um, same situation, uh, what we read in, in Noah's time, that um, our escape, uh, our salvation is so amazing. We can, we can never get used to being saved. You've, you've just got to wake up each day and go, it's amazing we're saved. It's amazing that we're in... Uh, we're in the grace of God. It's amazing that we have a vision, we understand our future. You should never tire of that because once you start, um, uh, once you start diminishing that in your life, other things come in and take number one spot. So you've always got to remember you've been rescued. Um, it's by the grace of God. And, and, and Paul is reminding us here in verse four, it says, but God, who is rich in mercy, for with his great love where, where, wherein he has loved us, even when we were dead in, in sins, has he quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And had raised us together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show what is the exceeding riches of his grace and kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. What a, what a wonderful, um, uh, description there of what's happened in our lives. And, uh, that's what the Lord wants us to hold on to. The opportunity to walk with the Lord and have this, 
in our lives. Uh, verse 8, by grace he is saved through faith and not of ourselves, it's a gift of God. Not by works lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before uh, ordained that we should walk in them. So the Lord has set this all up. He's called us. Each one of, individually we've been called. He's put us, uh, in the body of Christ to serve each other and to get excited about the opportunity to walk with the Lord. And, uh, He wants us to talk about this all the time. He wants us to preach, uh, our, about our relationship with Him, to preach about our future. You know, the, uh, by the grace of God, we've, we've, we've come into this. And, uh, and to encourage others to, um, to join in. Last, uh, last verse, uh, John chapter six and, uh, and verse 40. Just in summary. John chapter six and verse 40. As we remember, um, the Lord's sacrifice and, uh, and us just, uh, taking hold of this and not, not wanting to miss out in any way. And this is uh, the will of Him that sent me that everyone which sees the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Um, that's, that's the Lord's determination to us. That's his promise to us. That's his opportunity to us. And it's, it's simply up to us to take hold of that and saying, saying, Lord, I'm never letting go. Lord, thank you every single day. And uh, we're going to see the Lord return very soon, all the people said. Amen. Praise the Lord.